Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Visit your Northern Ohio Honda dealers or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, a life-saving smartwatch, civilian cyber warriors, scandal at Amazon, and a new invention that could help first responders who are dealing with the opioid epidemic. All this and more coming up. By now, you've probably heard that Apple has released three new iPhone models. But as CBS tech correspondent Larry Maggot tells us, they've also released a new version of a different device that could be really useful. The new Apple Watch Series 4. What interests me about the watch is that it could literally save your life. For one thing, it can detect and report a fall. But it can also detect an irregular heartbeat if your heart is beating too fast or too slow, and you can use it to do your own electrocardiogram, possibly discovering problems between doctor's visits. The new features elevate this watch from a fitness device to a health monitor. Lots of teenagers are having trouble sleeping, and there's a high-tech reason. CBS News correspondent Pam Coulter reports. Nearly 6 in 10 parents of teens who have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep blame electronics, their kids' inability to stay off social media and cell phones at night. And 43% of parents said their teens have sleep problems. The survey by the University of Michigan also found irregular sleep schedules, worries about school or social life, and health conditions are blamed for the kids' insomnia. Strategies pushed by parents, limiting caffeine in the evening, turning off electronics at bedtime, and having a snack before bed. Pam Coulter, CBS News. A new polymer fiber that changes color when it's exposed to opioid drug residue is being tested at the University of Akron. And as Professor Abraham Joy tells us, it may eventually help keep first responders safe from accidental overdose or even death. There is no easy way to detect the presence of opioids right now. If they see a white powder lying around them, they, they don't really know what, is that, what that is. And what they do right now is they have these drug kits where you can put your suspected material into that. You have to mix it with the reagents or shake it, and it'll give you a very definite color. And that color actually tells you precisely what drug it is. And so that can be used in prosecutorial courts, but it doesn't help first responders just know quickly if they are at risk. So we're trying to solve a problem that whose solution is not out there right now, where someone just wants to get a quick yes or no answer, and they don't want to know definitely which drug it is. They just want to know if a class of drugs, which are controlled substances, are there or not. Would you build it into a pair of gloves or something like that? We are trying to now do different formats. For example, if you want to electrospin it onto uh, these fibers onto a glove, then there is the advantage that it is the ease of use. They can maybe slip it onto their hands more easily and, and dispose it off. That also brings along with it some technological challenges of having to electrospin fibers uh, uniformly onto a 
uneven surface. On the other hand, we can think of just as a piece of towel, like a wet wipe. If it's that, then we have to think it can potentially be cheaper to do that, but then we have to think of the officer using this. Is it going to be useful or will they be hesitant to use it or would a glove be better for them? And in either case, we have to do a market analysis to see how much it would cost. And speaking of health hazards faced by first responders, many of them are now finding themselves dealing with something entirely new, fires involving electric vehicles. But Jeff Gilbert tells us it's just one more challenge. Gasoline fires are a well-known risk, but Navigant Research Analyst Sam Abul-Samad says with more EVs on the road, first responders are dealing with more battery fires. It's crucial to take great care in handling uh, lithium-ion batteries, you know, because there's a lot of energy in there. Experts say the risk will grow with more electric vehicles on the road and more batteries being trucked to factories. Jeff Gilbert for CBS News, Detroit. Drivers will soon have a new way to see what's going on around them. The end of the side view mirror. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. After decades of being standard fare on concept cars, a side-view camera will now replace the mirrors on the next generation of the Lexus ES when it goes on sale later this year, according to Automotive News. Now, this will only be on the models sold in Japan at first. But if that country can streamline its dense automotive regulations to allow it, it would seem the U.S. might not be too far behind. The benefits of side-view cameras versus mirrors are many, including all-weather visibility, darkness correction, and placing the view you want in a place where you can see it without completely looking away from the road ahead. On the other hand, side-view cameras will add cost and require some new muscle memory among drivers after a century of using mirrors tacked on the outside of our doors. High-tech cars and modern drivers at GooleonCars.com. From Russians trying to compromise elections to hackers paralyzing government databases with ransomware, cybersecurity concerns are at an all-time high. That's why State Senator Frank LaRose tells us he has introduced a bill to create a first-of-its-kind in the U.S. cyber reserve. would allow high-tech professionals that have great jobs here in Ohio that may be working in insurance, banking, uh, they may be working for any number of companies in Ohio protecting uh, their networks and their websites, uh, and those individuals could then be ready to be called upon in case of a national disaster, or in case of a, a national or statewide emergency. Let's say that a year from now there was a major attack that shut down a critical infrastructure system, uh, such as a power grid or a water supply, or, or put an entire county government uh, offline for a period of time. In, in that scenario, the Ohio Cyber Reserve would be deployed. They would have the same protections that National Guard members have, meaning that their jobs would be available for them, that they, they couldn't lose their jobs during that period of activation. Maybe two weeks, three weeks, who knows how long it would be needed. But during that period of time, they'd be protected and you know their job would be held for them until they got back. And then their salaries would then be paid by the state of Ohio. The Wall Street Journal reports that some Amazon employees allegedly took bribes in exchange for what's supposed to be private customer information. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. There are people who work for Amazon who are giving internal sales metrics and reviewers' email addresses 
as well as the ability to delete negative reviews and handing that over. What looks to be leaking out is information that can give an edge to the independent merchants on the Amazon platform. Wouldn't you just love it if there was an easy way to tell if food has gone bad? Well, now maybe there is. Jim Shenevy reports. Researchers at the University of Texas may have the answer. They're at work on a portable, inexpensive electronic device that can detect minute gases emitted by spoiled foods. This wireless gizmo contains a highly sensitive sensor that sniffs out biogenic amines that are released when food goes bad. The sensor is partnered with a smartphone app that can be configured to automatically alert you when rotten food is detected. In tests, the device was successful at identifying bad meat. That's an important test in that slightly spoiled meat can be very harmful but difficult to detect. Foodborne illnesses sicken about 48 million Americans each year, putting some 128,000 in the hospital and killing about 3,000. And that's for your information. I'm Jim Shenevy, CBS News. It sounds kind of strange and maybe a little bit icky, but mud may actually help injuries heal faster and better. Bob Carson from the National Science Foundation has a report. An ancient practice of applying mud or clay to heal wounds is getting some new attention as a modern way to fight antibiotic-resistant bacterial superbugs. Arizona State University and Mayo Clinic researchers have the latest dirt on one specific type, Oregon blue clay, which really is blue, and how it and others with similar characteristics may help fight bacteria in wounds including highly antibiotic-resistant strains. Turns out the clay actually attaches to the disease-causing bugs. Bonus, it also goes after the protective coating bacteria may form on surfaces that help shield them from our best meds. In lab tests, the team found the clay to be effective in killing E. coli and staph, including an extremely resistant nasty little bugger called MRSA, as well as others. Now, before you go out and scoop up some mud to slop on your knee scrape, the researchers caution that not all clays have these properties. But the goal is to design new minerals that kill drug-resistant bacteria by the mechanisms taught to us by the natural minerals. In other words, to reproduce their mud-dicinal properties. The Discovery Files covers projects with federal funding from the government's National Science Foundation. Discover more at nsf.gov. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Tune in next week for more tech news and find out more online at wakr.net. Visit your Northern Ohio Honda dealers or online at northernohiohondadealers.com.